Yo, what up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 187. And today we're here with Pause oh, One. <laughs> 187. Bro, what's good, man? How you doing? I'm good, bro. Is that a coincidence? What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> the stars, the stars aligning. Yeah, that's fucking pretty nuts. Hell yeah, man. It's, it's kind of cool. So, I, get, I get the bragging rights. Yeah, definitely, man. Thank you for being here for, with me today. I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate you guys yeah, having me on. Of course. So, um, quick backstory on all this. You're a rapper. I seen you perform. We went to the show that you did with uh, that you opened up for Griselda. Maybe about shit yeah. six months ago or something like that in L.A. Yeah. So um, my yeah. guy here uh, that I work with, um, I just like, dude, let's go check out this show because I wanted to see Griselda because I'm I'm loving yeah, that dope. wave right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh they had like 15 openers. Jesus. And I, I said, was number I was like number 9, 11, I somewhere said, in the bro, mix. what the like, fuck is going on? We have to work tomorrow. It's like 12 o'clock already. <laughs> yeah, terrible. But one thing that stood out, bro, is that you were the only one that I felt connected to. Everybody else rapped like they were already put on. Meaning you know, you're just singing along with the hook. You know, you're trying uh, to get yeah. the vibe. But I'm like, nobody knows you yet, dude. You're selling a product. And the product that you're selling right now isn't being represented in the best way, in my opinion. So when you came on, the stage presence that you had, you were actually rapping all of your lyrics. It felt like you were rapping to Rolling Loud. No matter how many people were there, yeah. you know, you were putting your all into it. And I remember I was just trying to listen for your name and I got your name. And right when I was there, I followed you because I'm like, I like this guy. I want to check him out. And uh, ever since then, man, I've just been uh, following your wave and I see you hustling out there, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it. Funny thing about the the show thing. I mean, I could I could expand on that and get into it. But um, I think the the from the way you put it, it's like a lot of dudes don't um, a lot of artists. I mean, they're fucking lazy. Yeah. So they they don't want to work on the technique, the breathing technique. They don't know how to project their voice. They don't they don't know how to do none of that, and they don't want to work on it because everything is pretty much done in the studio and everything is online. So there's really no uh, there's no reason to, to work on that because they're not worried about being in front of people doing it because they got training wheels on. Yeah. And um, for me, it kind of started where like you know you meet up with people and. You know, you freestyle, you rap or whatever. And, you know, hopefully your voice is, is strong enough to get people's attention. They listen to the rhymes or the flow or whatever. And you you try to develop that that uh, that technique and, and you work on it. So, like, if you do perform on a show like that where there's 89 fucking openers, yeah. um, hopefully it cuts through all the bullshit and people kind of turn their head like, oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, that's that's one thing that I've put a lot of time into to try to work on and and I've been blessed to to tour and, and do shows with a lot of like legends. And um, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and name drop a bunch of them, but um if people, you know, go back and do their history, like I've done I've done a bunch of shit and uh toured the world or whatever and you know, with that, that's the one key is connecting with people at shows. Because yeah. for me, online stuff, I mean, <clears throat> people can, you know, open up shop online and be gone a month from now as far as a rapper. And um, there's there's really no human connection. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, for me, it's like if I'm 
I feel like if I'm on stage and the stage presence comes from like, yo, if some somebody was in the crowd and and you know said something, you know, I, I'd probably jump off stage, mm. you know, or mic stand. And, and not to say it's just a violent thing, but like, yo, if somebody reaches out to give me a pound, I'm gonna give them a pound. Yeah, you know, I've I've I remember the first time I hit a spliff, because uh, you you know you hear songs about spliffs and this and that, and I was in Europe on tour and I'm performing and this dude is uh you know he's trying to hand it to me. And uh, I'm not really fucking, you know, I, I didn't know what it was or whatever, but I had been drinking too. So I was like, you know what? He keeps trying to hand it to me. So I was like, fuck it. I, I took it thinking it was weed because it <laughs> yeah. looked like a fucking joint. So I took the biggest hit I possibly could and fucking dying, bro. And, and remember, I'm on stage and I got the mic in one hand, spliff in the other. And I'm trying, I'm trying to not fucking cough to death and still remember the rhymes and then come back in and rap between the coughs. And, uh, but that was an experience that yeah. is, is, that's my point is like, you know, uh, having the stage presence, I, I gotta be comfortable up there. That's my habitat, you know? Yeah. And, um, but, but it, it, it all comes back to a human thing where it's like, yo, I, I want to shake hands with people. I want to talk to people. And, um, I, I don't want to live behind the screen. Like I, I didn't, I didn't get into hip hop to hide behind this. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think, I mean, hip hop wasn't invented behind this. And I, and I feel like that's kind of what people like yourself, you know, real people gravitate towards is, is somebody who's, um, you know, confident, somebody who kind of mirrors what they do and, and who they are, you know what I mean? Their personalities. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely, um, you had a, a real confidence to, you know, uh, looking at the other guys that were up there, you know, whether it's the, the clothes that they're wearing, the jewelry or anything, they were putting off a, a sort of bravado, you know, that, that they're kind of like, you know too cool for school or whatever but i'm like yo bro you're you're opening up for the guys that are still trying to like still trying to get it popping right then because six yeah. months ago griselda i mean they weren't what they are today they're growing quickly yeah and where yeah, we I saw them at it was like you know a 20 dollar venue a small little place you know so yeah i th i think the guys that were trying to open up they really missed out on an opportunity something that you definitely did capitalize on and it's something that that caught my eye and even when you're uh when you're at these kind of shows and you're listening to these songs you they're not putting off the songs as they would sound in in your headphones or in your car or whatever but the one that yeah. you did you know you were able to understand what you were saying the volume it, it just worked out perfectly and uh, have you heard yeah. that um that example uh, used about you before um well you know like a lot of people have said uh like uh, after that show i did a show with a uh, czarface same venue um i'm not a big fan of the sound system there or the sound guy whatever the fuck it is gotcha. sometimes it, it it sounds a little weird but anyway um same same thing but this time uh, i was able to have a projector behind me with my info so um I had like my Instagram link. I had shit up there, so it was it was easy to immediately look me up or tag me or whatever. And from that show, I got a bunch of followers and shit like that. Shout out to everybody. And um, but I was getting feedback. Yeah. Like like yo, kind of similar along the same lines where it's like yo, there was another you know sixty two rappers we had to sit through, but you know your shit kind of like it it stood out or whatever. And I appreciate because it it. It lets me know that all the time and effort put into the craft is is worth it. So, from that show and, and the Griselda show, certain certain shows I'm kind of positioned um, 
you know, to kind of be almost like a designated hitter in a sense. Yeah. Where it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna get at least a, a stand up double. I'm you know something like that. And I think some of these promoters kind of know that. Unfortunately, being in L.A., you know, one of the entertainment capitals of the world, if not the entertainment capital, uh, everybody's trying to fake it till you make it. So yeah. the jewelry and, and you know the dress code and things like that. I'm not saying like uh, you shouldn't if, if that's what you're into. That's what you're into. But um, I kind of felt like well. Griselda's gutter, like yeah, I mean, there, you know, um, and uh, so like, yo, I'm not, I'm not gonna come out here and try to look like a model. I'm not gonna try to come out here and do that. Um, I'm just gonna keep it raw, and um, that's that's pretty much the uh, the approach I try to take all the time is just is keep it raw. Like you know, you could dress it up a bit, but I feel like that overshadows what you're doing and what you're saying when that's your main focus. Yeah. You know? Definitely, man. Well, you could tell that the work that you put into it, uh, it, it did show a lot and you had pride in what you were doing. And that's what made me uh, want to follow you, you know. And uh, here we are to this day, man. Glad to have you on, bro. So uh, you talked about the hard work and and, and the grind. Uh, how long have you been at it? Uh, well, shit, it's been like uh, 2009. I put out my first mixtape. Gotcha. And um <clears throat> So that's what eleven years, um, and yeah, it's it's uh it's been. I mean, prior to that, you know, I was trying to polish the craft. I was doing a lot of the MC battles, and this is back when um, I hate saying it because it makes you fucking it it kind of dates you, but yeah. the battle scene kind of blew up for a minute. I mean, there was a ton of movies made about it and shit like that, <clears throat> and um, but I was doing it then because it was a rite of passage where it was like, yo, you had to travel and you had to battle whoever was dope in whatever city at whatever venue. Um, not so much because that's what you wanted to be for your entire career, but just to let people know like, yo, I'm not in this to just do it, look cool and be cool. Like I actually give a shit about hip hop and the rhymes and, and everything that goes into it. And, um, so I started there, um, and did pretty well, um, battled some prominent people, um, I mean, I could I could name people, but um, if people know the history, they'll know, and you know they could look shit up or whatever. But um, so from that, uh, I was like, yo, this this is cool, but I want I want to write songs. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I don't I don't really want to sit here and and just talk about how dope I am all fucking day. Yeah. So um, I ended up going to prison, and in there, coincidentally, like I ran into Razkaz, who's like you know, one of the greatest rappers of all time, living, dead or alive, you know what I mean? So, um, and that was a weird, you know, kind of thing too. But uh, being in there, um, I had obviously had nothing but time. So I sat there and <clears throat> I tried to perfect everything that I was doing, but but not just on the rhyme tip. I was trying to learn about publicists and, and things like that, points, and split sheets and, you know, shit like that, the business end. Um, and I had a really good mentor, you know what I mean? And one of the worst possible places but yeah. i learned a lot from him and uh i got out and that's when i put out my first project and um at the time nobody gave a fuck about me enough to give me beats or and i definitely didn't have a budget to buy beats so i was taking beats from like dilated peoples you know alchemist mm-hmm. um whoever like whatever i liked i would rhyme on and um and i put it out but i try to i didn't try i created original songs over these beats sometimes i honestly wouldn't even listen to the original song because i didn't want it to influence me so yeah. i would just hear the beat and fucking create a whole new song um and it it kind of 
it made a little bit of noise enough to get other people's attention. Then I came out with another mixtape. And from there, I set up my own tour because I was like, yo, I, you know, I love doing shows. I got to get out of here because I was feeling kind of claustrophobic. L.A.'s, you know, it's kind of small in the scene that I'm in. Um, <clears throat> set up my own tour independently and, you know, hit a couple states and then it kept growing and growing and growing. And uh, since then, it's just been, you know, I try to be as consistent as possible, but life kicks you in the balls all the time. Yeah. So, like, I've had um, I've had my best friends get murdered. I've, you know, I've. Shit like that. Like I've had, you know, I've fought for custody of my kid. Uh, I've, like you know, life, and it's, yeah. it's shit that that nobody could really, you know, uh, predict or 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 whatever or, or be ready for sometimes. So, but you try to keep your hands up. You know, yeah. you try to keep throwing the punches. So it, so at least it looks like you're not injured, but in reality, like yo, you're 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 you're, you're playing injured. But um, thankfully, you know, a lot of Go ahead. Yeah, let, 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 let's talk about that for a second, man. You know, because a lot of your rhymes they're not they're not about like yo, I'm I'm sipping lean, I got uh I got a bust down and I got bitches. You know, it's it's about some real shit, and it sounds like you've been through some real shit. Do you feel like you rapping about this is is, is a sort of a, a therapy for you to get out your inner feelings when in yeah, in absolutely. kind of like and then do you feel that being from where you're from, the life that you grew up in, that it's very hard for you to be able to express those kind of feelings? Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, um, every, everything is based on, on you know, uh, perception. So people will see you and it's like a pit bull. People will see a pit bull and some people will be like, yo, that's a beautiful dog. That's a dope dog. But then other people are like, yo, that fucking dog's dangerous. They'll cross the street or whatever. And um, but it's not the dog's fault. It's the owner's fault. So if you raise them, you know, th there's dogs that have been put in fights and then, you know, they end up being rescued and they're, you know, they're they're fucking, you know, family animals. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, you know. I can't think of the right term, but yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I feel they're you, able yeah. to be around kids, and they, they get they get uh, they get they heal, and, and you know, so it's kind of like that. So yeah, okay, uh, I had it rough. Most of us do. Um, so I'm like, okay, why? Well, I, I put enough of that energy into fighting and being in the streets and going to jail and doing this and that. Um, fuck that. Yeah. Like I need to do something to prove to my son and prove to my sister um, and prove to people around me that you can do more and have more even though you went through similar shit or worse yeah. and like this just so happened to be what i chose which is rap which is hip-hop uh, it could have been basketball could have been medicine could have been cars could have been whatever um but i felt like it was a, a a sink or swim and like yo i'm just gonna fucking do it so i dove in and um i think that's kind of why i started with the battle rap thing was because i kind of felt like i needed to fight for my space yeah because the way you know, I, I was you know in my head now I'm in a different place, but um, the street stuff, you know, all the tough guy shit, like that's cool. And and a lot of it is regurgitated. A lot of it is just uh, reworded, rearranged, and reset. And um, I try to stay away from a lot of that shit because it's like, look, you know, most gangsters, you know, it, real gangsters don't rap. Um, now I'm not saying that there are no real gangsters in rap yeah. because you know it's definitely not the case. Um, but I'm saying predominantly yeah it, a lot of dudes get into it to exert this this uh this street you know, like you said bravado it's this uh projected image and um that shit to me it's kind of corny you know it's, it's like i you know i scroll my timeline and i see dudes, rap dudes pointing guns at the camera and this and that i remember 
uh, fighting my case and the DA went as far as looking up my tattoos and, and everything, bro. So like if yeah. you were really in the street, yeah, like they, they were, you know, they try to bury you. And if you're giving them ammunition and you're over here posing with guns and money and this and that, like no matter how many times we tell these guys like, yo, that's, it's fucking stupid. Stay away from it. But it sells and it works and it gets hit and it, and it's clickbait. So anyway, but I'm like, yo, okay. Yeah. You know, I've been in fights, this and this, whatever, but I'm going to tell you about this other shit too, where like, you know, I've, I've been across, you know, I've, I've been on the other side and seen, you know, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. I've seen these places and I've come home and, um, shit, you can too. Yeah. But I'm going to talk about the journey, the experience, the real life, the human shit. Yeah. Um, and I think a big part of that has to do with, uh, being locked up when I was young and, um, you know, you're like 13 years old and you get stripped of everything, including your dignity, you know, because you're, you're, you're processed. You know, you got to you got to take off everything you were and, and everything you thought you were. You have to, like, take all that off and you, you get processed in a line and you go through that enough times. It, it can definitely condition you and mold you, um, but it can help you rebuild yourself. But it kind of took away. It took away that ego shit, too, because it was like, yo. I'm just another fucking dude in here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is this is survival. This is animalistic. And from that, I was like, okay, but it's human. We're all human. So like, you know, you see dudes, their mom dies, and you're like, shit, he can't help but cry. Toughest gangster in there. Um, you know, he, he might not openly be out there uh, crying his eyes out, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, so like, definitely. I use I use the music as an avenue to express both sides of it. Like I have a line in in one of the songs that's coming out. I said. Uh, Shed blood, they consider me street. Shed tears, they consider me weak. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, okay, I can go out there and, and you know, start fighting with some random motherfucker because he looked at me a certain way. And, and now I got fucking street cred. Now I'm this and that, everything, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be or pretending to be. But if I lose a family member or something happens and I break down, now, now I'm weak. Now, I'm, now yeah. I'm not that. It's like, you know, so I, I, try, I try to touch on both sides. I, I definitely... I want to, at the end, I want to be seen as a fucking human being, not some projected image, some fucking hologram rapper. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Now, do you feel like um, since that's your journey, it's going to make it a lot harder to get to where you want in the end? Yeah, most definitely. And and <clears throat> I can give you a, a ton of examples. Like, nobody likes reality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If they, if they did, we wouldn't have all these ways to escape it reality tv wouldn't be scripted and the thing is is like it's it's not it's not to depress you and not to bombard you with like it's because reality isn't always negative bro it's not and i don't think people uh can embrace that side of it so every everything is a high you know food this that everything is a high and like everything is a distraction everything is an escape so my first album i put out was called face the facts for that reason because it was like look everything you're being offered over there is escapism this is this is facts and if you face them, there's beauty in that, too. Yeah, because it's you know, you're going to hit the brick wall and you're either going to build yourself back up better or you're going to run the other way and keep trying to escape it. You're an addict trying to, you know what I mean? And um, so for the most part, most people like that, like when they say woke and woke culture and this and that, like, yeah, people are waking up. But the music they listen to uh, isn't woke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then and there's fake woke shit too fake real shit fake conscious shit like this uh, of course because they're like i can peddle this and people will buy it christian rappers for example um 
there's dudes that get into that and yoga there's yoga rappers like anything that you can attach this to you can exploit mm. and um you know when it comes when it comes to uh to this it's like when when you try to do something real it's it's disgusting to people you know it's it's something that they don't want to see you know what yeah. i'm saying and um but you know it's there and it, and, it, and if you could see the beauty in it like yo that's you know you pick it up dust it off like yo this is this is kind of, it's it's a diamond if you shape it yeah if you shape it most people don't want to take the time to do that definitely man do you feel um lonely as far as not having many people that are on the same journey as you that that you can speak with or is there a lot of people in in the uh like the hip-hop realm who have kind of the same mindset as you because most of the stuff that i see is uh you know they're following um they're following a blueprint and i can i can see it easy as day they're following a blueprint now for somebody like yourself that that is doing the art how they want to do not necessarily following a, a blueprint but creating it on your own does that put you in, in like a, a solitary kind of space or do you have a, a group of people that you could throw ideas <laughs> around at you know what's funny is uh in the beginning i've been saying this a lot lately in the beginning like you're just you're just happy to be here bro you, everything's fucking great you're excited you know you're you're in it you're meeting your heroes you're, you're doing this you're doing that and um you haven't seen the ugly side of the business yet or you haven't seen the ugly side of people that are that that get into hip-hop to take advantage of chicks yeah or you know to to do this to do that and you know to each his own whatever i'm not here to judge all that shit anyway but the problem is is like i i came in fresh and i was just i was just happy and then um i saw both sides i saw like the ugliness coming from the fans of it and and the artist and the business side of it and i was like yo this shit's kind of fucking it's kind of whack like from the outside you're like you know again you see your heroes you see things like that things you grew up with yeah you get into it and it's nothing like that that's not always the case but sometimes most of the times it is and uh so what i did is i kind of started to pull back and recede and i was like you know what i i can't be at every show i can't be at every event i can't go to every video shoot uh, last one of the last video shoots i did i mean uh, I took a bottle of Hennessy, typical rapper shit, yeah. but I took it to celebrate because I told my boy, I was like, yo, when I finish this fucking album that took three and a half years, we're going to crack this bottle. <clears throat> it did, I didn't have it for three and a half years, but anyway, yeah, we yeah. cracked it. At the shoot. So it's going around, we're drinking and you can, I can, like my spider sense is pretty strong now. So I could sense when the guy's in the room, that's when they start to inch and move in and start hitting you with all these questions. Like, yo, so how did you do this? And, you know, yo, how do you, what do you think of so-and-so? And like, what they're really trying to do is is gather intel. They're trying to pull shit out of you so they can go and spin it off in different directions, create beef between you and people, sour relationships you have in the business, things like that. And the alcohol, it brings brings down the shield. Yeah. So that, that's why I tend to not really be um, in a lot of these rap circles and be a part of these crews and clicks because i've watched a lot of them disintegrate i watched a lot of them disintegrate and um from that i was like nah i'm cool i'll kind of just do my own thing which is how i got my name you know yeah i was gonna ask you that how'd you get the name so pause one was uh i, I had a bunch of graph names i wasn't doing anything like on a on a crazy worldwide scale or nothing like that um but you know hitting shit different cities in la and um the crew that i was with 
those dudes just started doing fucking drugs. That's mm. all they wanted to do, smoke dope. And I was like, yo, that's that's not why I got into this shit. Is you know, like I'm cool on that. Um, so I I add the I added the one because one means you know you're on your you're own. On your you're own. Doing, yeah, you're doing your own fucking thing. And um, around that same time, I was going from writing to rhyming. I was doing them both, but I kind of I felt the pull to the rhyming shit. And um, that was the name I was rhyming under. That's what people kind of knew knew me as. So when I actually started recording shit, I didn't have a name. So I was like, fuck it, I'll stick with this name. Um, it isn't the greatest rap name. I say that all the time. But it's it's but it's but mine, though. So yeah. I own it. I run with it. Um, but yeah, that's that's what it came from. It's just kind of like, uh, I'm going to do my own thing. You know? Like, Got you. Do you still feel right now that you're doing your own thing? Or do you have like a... a- a click around you that you throw ideas around and you know cook with well what i do is i try to keep it uh i try to keep it loosely organized like a a, because i don't like to give people a clear target Mm -hmm. because what i've learned about the industry and even on a street level and different things is like a lot of people like to have a, a a core group and a flag to wave and that's cool but all it takes is is one rat or one this or one that and it brings down the whole foundation. So what I realized is it's kind of better to move uh, not telling people who did this or who did that. So um, so they, they can't cut that off or they can't uh, pull it out from underneath you or they can't attack it and expect you to come out and, and defend it right away. Um, because, you know, that like it's not to say not to defend your people, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't like to give people a clear target, but I do have a group of people around me uh, a lot of them don't even know each other. Got um, you, got you, got you. So that's kind of how I like to keep it, where it's this, uh, it's this weird uh, cell of people that you know never really met each other or whatever, don't know. It's like robbing a bank. I, I don't know. If, I'm sure you've seen the beginning of fucking Batman. I just uh, watched it the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when they're robbing a bank and like, uh, you know, it's not to say to turn on everybody, but you get where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. where, like, you're not. You're not. Uh, you know. You're not supposed to know because they can't get the information out of you. You know, yeah. that's kind of been, that that became my approach after years and years of, of, you know, eating shit and ignoring red flags, getting burned and shit like that. So that's, uh, but I do have, I do have a lot of friends that I fuck with, you know, consistently, yeah. Got you. So being in the industry 10 plus years, um, you've probably met a lot of people, a lot of rappers. Is it easy right now to, to kind of, point out those red flags when you meet somebody or does it still take time like are you still surprised uh uh, no like i'm not gonna say no you know uh because there's always that anomaly there's always that that one where you're like yo i thought that motherfucker was cool (laughs) yeah Um, you know uh it happened you know recently but i think being in the situations i've been in in real life and then plus in the industry it kind of it kind of sharpens your eye and if you and if if you you know, listen to your instincts, you know, they'll, they'll guide you in the right direction. And, um, now like when I'm around certain people, I'm very selective with what I say Yeah. because, because I, I kind of see what they do where they'll take something somebody said and, and create an issue out of it or whatever. And, um, so things like that, like if I'm in a room, I pretty much like try to clock the room and see who's in there. And then I can know like, yo, should I drink? Yeah. Should I not drink? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, they're in there and they're yeah. gonna prey on, you, 
They're going to prey on you. Or, or the vampires, the energy vampires, people that come in there to just siphon and pull and, like, just weigh you the fuck down. And, um, you know, I, I, I try to stay, you know, keep my eyes open for that kind of shit. I feel you. I always like to think that I'm a very ju- good judge of character. But then, you know, like you said, there are some anomalies that come up and you're just like, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting that one. And then you kind of got to go back to the books and, you know, rewrite yeah. a couple and, things. Yeah, every everybody, everybody has them, though. And I think that that's kind of what keeps things interesting, because if you were right all the time, you'd just be kind of a paranoid conspiracy theorist. Yeah. hiding in a cave type of person so you got you do got to take chances you got to give people a shot and some people fuck up not because they meant to do harm but because they didn't know better they were ignorant to certain shit yeah and uh depending on what it is it's forgivable but me personally like in the business aspect of like the music business <clears throat> if somebody wastes my time and my money uh either or or both yeah like i tend i tend to depending on how bad it is i tend to just kind of back away or i'll just you know i'll, I'll cut them off completely and, and and make it public or i might just go out and, and attack them and yeah. be like yo don't yeah. fuck with that guy because you know he's gonna do a b and c and it's not so much to just expose him it's so people like you and you know real motherfuckers trying to do things don't get snaked into some type of scam or some shit 100%. it's more like looking out looking out for others not so much like i i'm I'm Vlad TV and I'm trying to expose this dude and get hits or whatever. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, the reason I bring that up, I, I heard, um, you know, I always would be so hard on myself when uh, I, something would pop up and I'm like, damn, I thought that that was a good person, you know, but uh, I saw a, a quote or a tweet from, uh, you know, tax stone uh, podcaster tax. He's, uh, he's actually locked up. He's been locked up for like the last four years or so, but he said a, a quote, um on a podcast that he did over the phone was uh you don't meet people when you 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 don't meet people when you meet them you meet them over time you know i was like damn that makes so much sense man because you know whether it's five months six months or or a few years eventually the layers start coming off and you get to see who they are as a core you know and then if you could see them as a core and you see that they're a good person but sometimes they make mistakes then you're just like okay cool i kind of i kind of get that but then sometimes you get to the core and you're like oh this fool ain't even the same yeah. at all yeah yeah and it's it's like that it's like that you know with anything yeah. relationships whatever but <clears throat> i think uh that that's i try to put a lot of that stuff into the music like there's a song called fake love yeah 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 um, that was on that album and um where i talk about it where it's like you know um watch these women in the webs that they spin you in Cause what good is a love if it ain't genuine? Yeah. So like, you know, cause it, it happens, you know, you, you get wrapped up in the emotion or you get wrapped up. Like you think you got a bond or a rapport with, with somebody, a homie or whatever. And then it's just, it's just foul. Yeah. The first opportunity you leave your wallet out, you know, they start pinching your weed, whatever, just little grimy shit. And, um, it adds up, you know, yeah. but I, I try to touch on those things in the music, you know, I love it, man. Um, I, I really do like that song fake love as well. Um, so you talk about, you know, give people heads up, real people heads up about, you know, some things that will go on in the industry. Maybe if they're new, if uh, they've never been through this situation, you can give that you could shed some light on it. So I remember yeah, the, uh, go the, ahead. the other day you posted something which was the uh, a DM from the game. And it was so funny cool. when you posted that because I had recently heard about that on the Joe Budden podcast. 
So uh, yeah. I, I want to see if we could go over that subject a little bit. I, I kind of understood it loosely, but I want to see what it, it, the whole situation looked like from the artist's standpoint. Okay. It looked fan-fucking-tastic. It looked like, look, Ma, I made it. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? It was that, it was that moment. But <clears throat> when you've been in it long enough in your season and, and you've seen a lot of these scams, that shit, the magic wears off real quick, yeah. real fast. But here's the thing. <clears throat> if it doesn't get you, it gets the people around you, for example. So somebody had posted or he actually posted, yo, tag a, tag somebody who could spit or some shit. Tag someone who's got game or whatever. And um, I was tagged like, I don't know, anywhere from five to six times. And shout out to everybody that tags me in those two. Uh, but this one just kind of led to this. So I figured, OK, that's cool. You know, good looking out. I appreciate it. Uh, didn't think much of it. <clears throat> about a week later, maybe three, three, four days later, uh, I got a DM and uh, I posted it. And uh, but at the time I was with my girl in Vegas and I was like, babe, what do you think of this? And she's like, oh, man, your hard work paid off this and this, you know, and, and yeah. And and it's uh, it, it's not that she's not she's not dumb. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. at all. But it's it's the it's that hope. It's that uh, like. Finally, you know what I mean? It's, it's just paying off <clears throat> and um, there's light at the end of the tunnel. But um, I had to do some research and I was like, wait a minute. Like, you know, this kind of don't it don't add up. Why the fuck would he hit me up? So I started doing a bunch of research and things like that and come to find out it, it all stemmed from that post. And I found out that what some of these guys are doing intentionally or unintentionally is they're giving somebody keys to their car. And those people were going out and doing foul shit with their Instagram accounts. And they're trying to rope in artists to pay. I think he wanted like 700 bucks, 700 bucks to be on a, on a, uh, <clears throat> a mixtape. And that sounded funny to me because, uh, you know, one of my boys that actually uh, commented on there, he broke the shit down. And he's like, look, they got like it's an 80 song mixtape that goes on SoundCloud. And he, and he broke down the mathematics, too. And he was like, yo, if you're paying 500 uh, and you're only getting this many plays, you're paying like $12 a play yeah, yeah, yeah. or some shit like that. He, he really broke it down. And uh, again, the people around you can be like, well, fuck here. I got, I got 250. Like, yo, just put up two. This is your shot. And it's really not, though. Yeah. Because when was the last time you heard of anybody blowing up off of shit like that? Right. Yeah. They, they don't really happen like that. <clears throat> it's just a scam. And it's done to create hype. So these rappers will buy the hype. And a lot of them, some of them know. It's the same reason why they buy the little verification, the check mark, is to look official. You got 77,000 followers, you get 32 likes or some shit, <laughs> right? The, the numbers don't add up. Um, but yeah, that that was that was funny. And like, I just I had to put it out there because, yeah. you know, at least for my people, I don't want my homies that are doing <clears throat> real shit to get roped into that. And uh, <laughs> somebody actually DM me and they're like, yo, my, two of my homies got fucking. Ah. Got, got. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's why I put it out there. And it's like, you know, if the game's going to come after me because of that or whatever, or whoever his people are like, yo, it is what it is. Yeah. It don't change. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock the hustle, but like at least do your research on who you're approaching with that first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to buy the knockoff. You know, I kind of know what 
You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think they gave a shit. They kind of just went, and everybody that was tagged or tagged a couple times, they just DM them with the same spam. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. So, <laughs> put it out there. Fuck it. And, yeah. and if and down the line somebody jams me up about it, I mean, yeah, I didn't delete it. It's what it is, you yeah. know. You know what? It um. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, it wasn't the Joe Budden podcast. It, it was uh. It was the Adam Twenty Two show uh, on No Jumper. They do a weekly podcast, and they were the ones that were talking about it because uh, I was watching another episode, and they followed up because uh, Benny the Butcher, he's one of them that's doing it as well. And I guess Benny got in, in contact with Adam and told him that he wasn't happy about it because he made it seem like it was a scam or whatever. But it's, I don't know if it's a scam because you're getting what you get, but it's it's you're you're selling false dreams to these these well, people that are on their grind. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in one minute. Hilto Automotive has been a supporter of Downtime with Downstar for quite some time now, and we know that they're in your corner, that they got your back, whether you're under a car or you just need some help. No matter your race, creed, engine platform preference, that motto stands true. Accord, Civic, S2000, any Honda, any customer, anywhere in the world, with equal respectful treatment for all. We at Downtime with Downstar share these values. And as a special gift to Downtime listeners, they are giving you guys a special deal. Using the Let's Deal function at the top of HeeltoeAuto.com, you'll find an option to request a special quote. Submit a special quote using the key phrase, I'm down with Downstar. Once again, the key phrase is, I'm down with Downstar for a special deal on whatever you're shopping for. And of course, if you need any help, Marcus from Heeltoe is available by call, text, email to help out. Heeltoe wishes you guys a happy, healthy, and safe 2020. So I know a lot of you guys are questioning, what is this whole cult thing that's going on? Well, we at Downstar are starting our own cult. What is it? Are you gonna have to drink punch? Are we gonna sleep with your wives? No, none of that yet. But what it is, is a direct number to us, meaning me, Frank Downstar, I'm the one that's answering the text. So please, right now, text us. 818-403-3473. You're just going to have to follow a couple simple steps, get added to your contacts, and uh, text us. You know, Let us know what you're thinking of the episode so far, if you guys have any questions, anything like that. Anything, even want to talk about life, man. Just shoot us a text. We're here to help you guys out, and we're here to have some fun, man. And uh, that's what the cult's about. So come join the cult. 818-403-3473. No charges. We're not going to be selling your info. No bullshit like that, guys. Just straight up fun. So make sure you guys shoot us a text right now. 818-403-3473. And uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. Have a good day. Yeah. So I, I think there is a there is a way to do it. And it is beneficial, right? I'm not saying that it's, it's complete garbage. It's all about the way it's done. Yeah. So like <clears throat> if you tell me, look um, – you're going to get all of these things, but I'm not putting my stamp of approval on it, not personally, but you're going to be in the bin. You're going to be on the list. And like some for some guys, that's good enough yeah. to be on the list, to have their name seen by people. So they are getting what they pay for. Yeah. And the artist isn't necessarily lying to them. They're like, yo, you got what you paid for. Uh, nobody liked your song. Fuck, that ain't our fault, right? Um, but it is a hustle. Yeah. So, you know, they, they got to make their money. And artists are, that's why I made a project called Sell Me a Dream, because that's essentially what's happening. So um, with that, it's like, I uh, I can't knock 
Jada Kiss. Yeah, I heard Jada yeah, Jada's kiss. another one too. Uh, Fat Joe, but it but it's like this. If if I saw them put somebody out from a project they'd done that was kind of like this, mm. I'd be more inclined to definitely to, you know what I mean? to read into it. But being that this kind of shit's been done a million times, and usually like one in in ten million, like where they really they grab an artist and they're like, "Yo, this we fly you out. You have a meeting. Uh, they see what you're about. You see what they're about. You work something out. If you're not an artist on their roster." Uh, they'll put out a single for you, or they do a collaboration, or they bring you in to write or produce or whatever it is. And I've, I haven't seen a lot of that. I just see a lot of hungry, thirsty, desperate rappers that are just shelling out bread, shelling out bread. And um, you know, for me, it's like I, I kind of feel like I'm not. I'm not saying I deserve that spot because I'm that fucking good, but at the same time, like yo, kind of do your research. If you if you look at what I've done. It'll it'll let you know the direction that I'm going in, yeah. and I'm not doing this for just the hype. Like I'm not gonna buy the hype. So, yeah, but yeah, those, you know, I it is what you, it man. is. I'm glad we got to touch on that subject, man, because um, you know, that just shows that a, a lot a lot of people are out to take advantage of whatever situation is going on, and it could definitely turn into something. Uh, I mean, maybe even for somebody like yourself that's in the business where you're. Uh, there's a line from from Jake or from Drake where it said, um, you know, meeting your meeting your idols is seen like how magic works. You know, you get you get to see like the the yeah. magic behind us. So you see like you know the game. Oh man, he's he's from close to where I'm from. You know, he started yeah. out, but that doesn't mean that that he's that same person now after you know 15 years of being in the game. Exactly. Yeah. It exactly. Just, it changes so, the person. And and shit, it changed me. I, I can't lie. In the beginning, I was just I was just happy. I was like I was excited to be in hip hop, you know, to be accepted by people and like you know to get props from legends and people that I looked up to. <clears throat> but the deeper I got into it, like I said, I kind of had to like I had to armor up, and uh, so I could navigate through the industry. Yeah, and uh, it does change you, you know. And and I don't blame uh, people like that that have reached a certain level of success that are more selective. Like there's some people like yo, they don't want a ton of people in the green room. Yeah, they don't want a bunch of people on stage when they rap. I could I could respect that. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just it's just you know, I, I get that part of it. But you know, I just kind of feel like um, there's a lot there's a lot to this that the average person uh, doesn't know, and the majority of them kind of don't really give a shit because yeah. they're just gonna buy what's being sold. And I used this analogy before, but it's kind of like. You know, uh, let's say a, a business uh, like a, a, a restaurant, right? And um, you know, you can get a burger like okay, In and Out, okay, In and Out's a chain, but it didn't. It's not a McDonald's chain. Yeah, like that spread by word of mouth. People came, tried the burger, and were like, "Yo, this you got to go all the way to California to go get it." Yeah. And then it started to branch out. But my point is, is like that recipe is the same. It's the same, uh, but they don't they don't advertise. You can't. You know, like you're not gonna see toys. They don't have a happy meal. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You're not gonna see billboards. You're not gonna see their shit in in the new Transformers or whatever fucking action movie or whatever. You're not gonna see product placement. The fucking recipe is what sells it. Yeah. The food is good. That's why every time you go, there's a goddamn line because it's good. And they're not trying to be McDonald's. They're already beating McDonald's off off a of sheer just being who the fuck they are and keeping the recipe the same. And um, that's kind of what I like to do. But the average fucking person, 
that's driving down the street and they're hungry, there's a McDonald's, then there's a Carl's Jr. right across the street. Two blocks down is the fucking Jack in a Box, Del Taco, and so on and so forth. So people won't stop at a Tams or a Jim's or a Sam's or something that has that real good pastrami sandwich. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. Yeah. So Because they don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. And they don't care that those people that run that business live in that hood. They don't care about that. Yeah. It's just, well, this is right here. You know, what, what do you want to get? And uh, real quick, in and out. Chances are they're probably bumping some garbage hip-hop too. Yeah. Some fast food hip-hop to eat some fast food. Fast and, food hip-hop, man. I, yeah. I, I definitely feel you on that. Although I am a, a big consumer of fast food hip-hop. <laughs> Love you, bro. Especially, especially right now. Like, yo, I probably put on like, I don't know, twelve pounds or some shit. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I was I watched my video that came out, the Out of Bounds video, and I, I was looking at it, and I was like, damn, I see the little tire. I see the tire, so I'm like, fuck, I gotta get on it. So you know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get trying to get back into shape and cut out the uh, little mini tacos from yeah. Jack in the Box, and whatever. Because you know, I'm not saying that. And I've said this before, too. I told my boy, I was like, yo, uh, I shit, I watch a lot of shit like this. It's, yeah. You know, it's not like super intellectual. There's a lot of, you know, intellectual jokes, but it's pretty, uh, pretty raw shit. Yeah. And uh, it's junk food. You know, it's junk food for your brain. And sometimes you do need that. But I watch a, a documentary that talks about, you know, certain things that can be considered smart or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, all right, cool. I'll go from like ancient aliens where they're talking about you know this and this and this and that or whatever fucking documentary about like you know how you know hitler made fucking this train that carried this gold and whatever the fuck yeah and then i'll turn around and watch some bullshit some family guy american dad because you got to balance it out i don't feel like anybody can do just one thing and when they do i hate those people they're they're usually dicks like yeah. they're, they're you know the people that only fuck with the the dumb shit or the people that are super hardcore with the other shit, yeah. two left or two right, and it's like, come on, man, like that's no human is one or the other. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I feel like I get that a lot from the, uh, well, from the older generation. You know, I'm I'm 35, so people in about my age, is that they completely write off anything that's come after Biggie and Pac. You know, anything else is just bullshit. And I'm just like, come on, man, you you can listen to these guys and not have to think, not have to compare them to anybody. It's not like when you go yeah. when you go to Arco and you get a corn dog and you're like, and then you compare. Yeah. Okay, well this isn't as good as a Roost Chris steak. I'm like, no shit, Dick. You're at you're, yeah, at, yeah, yeah. you're at the gas yeah. station. That yeah, exactly. So it's like uh, somebody you know people will send me stuff to listen to, um, or people will try to put me on the artist. Like, yo, have you heard of this guy or whatever? <clears throat> and um, they'll play me some stuff, and I'm like, yo, for what it is, it's fucking great. Like, yo, that sounds dope. Um, but it's it's not, you know, big pun. It's not big yeah. hell. But it but it's not trying to be. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, if you go back and listen to, like, you know, the classic hip-hop albums and shit like that, like, bro, Easy e Too Short, like, those dudes aren't crazy lyricist, you know, super, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It, it wasn't like that. It's just rap. It was raw. They weren't Ice Cube. Yeah. But, like, Short is dope. But I'm saying, like, they... They weren't trying to be that. They were just just hitting you with shit, and they were good at what they did. Um, so it, it's like that. You, it's hard to it's hard to take somebody who's of a certain age, and it's not even so much age because kids are the same way. A lot of kids are like, "Yo, I'm not fucking with that old shit." Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, but 
you fuck with that and you don't even know how old that is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like uh but but it's it's hard to uh it's hard to convince people. Like it's hard to win people over. Yeah. It's hard to take an older generation and say, yo, you gotta listen to logic. You gotta listen to J. Cole. You gotta listen to these people. Give them a shot. Cause yeah. the shit is actually dope. It's hard to do that and, and sit them down, put headphones on them and fucking get them to listen. Put them in the car and, and play the shit and have them sit through it without gritting their teeth. And vice versa. It's hard to get a kid to sit down and listen to Tribe Call Quest or whatever. It's hard, bro, to get them to sit through it and actually give it a chance and digest it. Yeah. It's, it's hard. And um, that's why, like, I the slogan that I came up with when I first started doing it was like, yo, everyone raps now. Because uh, that was like 11 years ago. Because even at the time, I was like, fuck, this shit is everywhere. Yeah. And, and everyone's dabbling in the shit. So I was like, oh, that sucks. So I made a shirt and it became a slogan and it kind of caught on. Um, then the second slogan is I don't rap for stupid people. Yeah. Because uh, because I, I don't want to have to sit there and dumb everything down. I don't want to have to fucking do that. Like if you can't keep up, then you shouldn't be following me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, so, definitely, man. I, I, I feel like your music is something that, that you have to actually break down the bars to and you're actually saying something in it when a lot of the other stuff is just – it, it's a great song because it's it's a great package the the tone of the voice the the cadence mm-hmm. the way that they're able the pocket that they're in and the the yeah. beat and how it just sounds in your car how it yeah. makes you feel it's just like that yeah. shit's undeniable you you cannot yeah. deny that that that's a good song but yeah like comparing yeah. that to to like you know uh 97 freestyle from big l you're just like yeah it's, it, it's not it's not the same at all and i think uh be, because people were lazy they just see food yeah corn dog steak yeah 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 you know what i'm saying and it's like fuck those are the people that i don't really try to stop what i'm doing and wait for them to catch up and that's why the, the new project's called dance on my grave because i kind of feel like you know a lot of times uh people will come along and and you know they they create a path and they stay true to who they are no matter what happens, whether they're successful or not, they end up passing away and then people, you know, find it later. Yeah. People discover it later. And they're like, oh, fuck. Like, this guy from the 70s was talking about things that are happening in 2020 and shit like that. And yeah. um, that song, like now now that song's in their playlist when they're working out, when they're driving around or whatever. And um, it's unfortunate that that happens. Like they say, uh, you know, Give me my roses while I'm alive. Yeah. Give them their roses while they can smell them. Definitely. And uh, so for me, it was kind of like I, I see a lot of the opposite where it's like I, I don't see a lot of the accolades. I don't see a lot of the praise. I don't see a lot of the love and support. I, I do see it. I'm not saying I'm ignorant to all of it and I'm blind to it. Like I, I know cats like yourself obviously take your time to, to give me a platform. But Definitely. for the most part, the game's not – the industry's not really trying to – put me in a, in a spotlight to yeah. do certain things and um so it's like well fuck if you're not going to give me my roses then dance on my grave because that's essentially what you're doing and uh so it's like all right well fuck it let's make a joke out of it then yeah and uh, because uh, people will come around and um you know I, I might be gone by then but either way and i and i put that kind of shit in my rhymes where it's like yo i get it people people were living people got life so yeah. they don't have time to listen to every song you drop, every album, every interview, every this. They they don't, um, and 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 especially when it's not shuffled in next to Kanye or next to Drake or next to whoever, whatever. So anyway, yeah. But that's 
that's the general idea with that is is people will catch on i feel you man um you know and that's that's pretty much the same thing that i'm doing with the podcast right here you know i'm, I'm trying to focus on it create good content and create a, a, a catalog of back podcasts that people could listen to because one day it's going to come that people are going to find out about it and then they're going to be able to check out the back catalog and then they're going to feel like oh shit where was i the whole time and then me yeah. i'll be like i've been here yeah. the whole time so you just gotta you just gotta enjoy the process as it is and and trust it it's it's like a it's like a photographer yeah where you're like you you go and like you know you're somewhere you might be at a rally or something and you see a little kid holding the sign you just snap a picture of it, right? And then, and at the time, there's there's hundreds or whatever people were posting them on Instagram and this and that, whatever. <clears throat> but years later, it surfaces, and then people were like, "Oh fuck!" Now I see what dude was was yeah. showcasing in that image, and then they'll go and they'll look up your catalog. It's kind of like a uh, rap album covers, where like you know people that that moment that they caught where the, where the wolves you know in front and you know are sitting on a car or whoever. Yeah. There's, there's there's moments that were documented. And they captured something in it. And um, it might have been insignificant to everybody else. But then when you have time and, and you actually learn the story behind it, you're like, oh, fuck. And you got to give the photographer credit because you're like, well, shit, he's the one that took that picture. Yeah. So, you know, and, and it's not so much like uh, you're not doing it for the pat on the back, but you're doing it because you love it and because you want to put things out there that you enjoy and that you think other people would enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, do you ever get frustrated with uh with the journey? All the time, <laughs> All the time yeah. Uh talk to my boy uh talk to my boy uh yesterday uh day before yesterday. And um he was telling me about this artist that he had on his label. It's an indie label. And and this guy was like he was uh he's dope. He's talented, but uh, you could kind of see what he what he was after, and he he was after that that spot where he he wanted to be that guy yeah. everywhere he and I get that I get that, but um, I don't think he was doing enough work. He he but he wasn't taking enough fights yeah. to get that title shot, and uh, so we're talking and he's like oh yeah I don't fuck with that dude no more and I was like, oh you know what happened whatever he tells me the story and he's like yeah dude don't even rap anymore, hmm. and I was like. I was like, well, 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 wait a minute. Like a minute ago, like he was, he was going to this you this for life and then hip hop this and da, 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 da. And then now you throw in a towel and don't get me wrong, bro. Life, life uh, gets us all, you know what yeah. I mean? And people have retired and come out of retirement. I get that too. But you know, it's a, uh, for, for Deuce to just flat out quit because it's inconvenient or because it's hard. Oh, this is hard. I can't do that. It's hard. Yeah. Like, then this ain't fucking cut out for you. Yeah. Like, I heard this, uh, this quote, I guess, uh, there was, I don't know the comedian's name, but he's, he's famous too. But I guess, uh, he ran into Seinfeld when he was working the circuit, trying to get, trying to come up. And Seinfeld was already kind of a headliner. And he, and he pulled, uh, he, he asked, uh, Seinfeld for, uh, for advice. Yeah. He's like, you want my advice? Quit. <laughs> Quit. Quit now. Right? Yeah. And uh, so dude leaves and he's like, yo, Jerry Seinfeld's a fucking asshole. Fuck him. And this and that. Fuck that. Like, I feel like my set was better than his set. Or this or that. And that dude honed his, his style and everything. Ran into Jerry Seinfeld somewhere. And now they're not equals, but yo, he, he made it to that level now. And... uh he 
told Seinfeld, he's like, yo, you probably don't remember that time at, you know, club such and such, you told me to fucking quit. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but look where you are now. I love it. So, it, because like, yo, if, if, if all I have to do is say those words to you and that shatters everything about you, yeah. then this definitely not for you. If I could, if I could make you turn around, no, what you want isn't this way, it's that way. And and you could just about face and go that way. This is not for you because that's not how you become a legend. That's not how you become an icon. That's not how you create classics. Nobody ever. Muhammad Ali didn't work like that. Bruce Lee didn't work like that. All these people that are who they are, they they weren't told no, you can't or no, you shouldn't or yeah. whatever. And listen, you know what I mean? They 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 push forward because it is going to get hard. It doesn't matter what the fuck you do. You know what I'm saying? Got you, man. So, you know, so um, like I was telling before we started uh, Downstar about ten years ago. And I started the podcast in September 2018. So I'm basically using the same the same blueprint that I did with Downstar with the podcast. And I understand that it's going to take work, but I've seen the results. How are you confident about your journey? What what are what makes you feel like it's going to pay off in the end? Well, the, the milestones sometimes are small, bro. Sometimes they're pebbles. You know, sometimes they're pebbles, sometimes they're, they're, they're boulders. It just depends. Um, you know, when people that I grew up listening to are like, yo, I'm going to I'm going to perform in L.A. I want you to open up. Got you. Uh, and you're like, oh, shit. And you're like, yo, I, I remember listening to this dude's album over and over and over trying to learn all the words. And like now I'm being asked to, to perform alongside him or being asked to be on songs or things like that, being being included by people like that. Uh, but but for me, some of the best ones, uh, it's not monetary. It's not always monetary, you know, obviously. It's if, if I can make enough to live comfortably, cool. I don't I don't need a lot of the extra stuff because I'm not going to rap about that anyway, even if I fucking had it. So for me, it's like as long as I'm comfortable enough to keep creating art, like I want to starve enough to keep creating real art. I don't want to get comfortable. I don't want that. Yeah. So. I know I because of that, I guess the law of attraction, I'm not necessarily getting all the money or whatever it is to that. And for other reasons, too, I believe it has a lot to do with my nationality. And people aren't really ready to see somebody like myself in a position like that to be to be seated between this guy and that guy, Eminem and this guy. Gotcha. People aren't really, you know, it, it's it, if I was Chinese, you know, like uh, China Mac is dope. Good examples like, you know, there's certain MCs that don't fit the criteria, the look. They don't yeah. have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we can't really like, oh, poor me. So we just kind of push forward because, you know, that's what it's about is, is pressure makes diamonds. But anyway, so as far as as far as that, like people that talk to me on a, on a person to person uh, basis, like like I'll be at a show or when we were at shows and somebody will come along and be like, yo, man, that song, this and this. And they know know the lines from the song. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's dope. Yeah. Because they tell you how meaningful it is to them or it was at that moment when they heard it. And, uh, like, you know, one of the best examples is uh, <clears throat> my first mixtape. I had a song on there called Pray for Death. And it was pretty much like, it's almost like ready to tap out. Because at the time I was going through a lot with my son. And uh, I was pretty much like like a letter to God saying, like, yo, fucking either help me or, or take me. Because I'm, I'm over this shit. And uh, uh, my cousin... Uh, gave the mixtape to one of his friends that was go going through a similar situation. And um, dude, uh, my cousin calls me like randomly and was like, yo, uh, you busy? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, yo, uh, you remember so-and-so? And, -so? and I, I had met the guy once or twice. 
And he's like, yeah, he wants to talk to you. And I'm thinking, okay, it's some completely unrelated shit or whatever. Starts telling me, uh, reciting the lines from it, telling me how how much it meant and and how much it it, it pushed him to to do better. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you went to the edge, you looked down, it was dark, but but you turned around, and because the song after and things like that, and I was like, okay, well, fuck, that's kind of what it's about, really, for me. So those are the things that let me know I'm going in the right direction. Fuck yeah, you know the the money and shit like that, like you know that's great, but like that you know hopefully changed dude's life yeah and uh you know or and it's you know changing people's lives and it's like okay dope and i'm not saying that, that i'm that powerful when i'm this and that whatever but that's the whole goal is like i'm right i'm writing this this letter to everybody and if you read it and there's something that you could pull from it and use it when you're in the gym or you're fighting something or you're going through this or, or whatever or you need motivation to do something and if you could pull pieces from what i've done then then shit that's that's it that's it for me um as far as the, the the fame and the money and things like that, the typical things that cats go after, I feel like a lot of that is uh, is fake. A lot of it is <clears throat> is uh, is thrown on. A lot of it, you know, it can be you know fake it till you make it. Yeah. And uh, I, I have I have friends, good friends that used to rap, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. They spent a ton of money to look like a rapper, and spent no time to sound like one. And they don't rap anymore, needless to say. But um, it's no disrespect to them. But it's kind of like people. Uh, those things are, are cool. I'd love to have things like that. You know what I mean? Um, but when it's all said and done, like I, I don't want that to be what I was known for. It's like, yeah. yo, did you see? Did you see how many cars? He was the first one to have that car. And this, I, I kind of don't really. I don't want to be known as that guy. You know? Yeah, because that might dilute the the actual message that you're putting out. Yeah, because it, it'll downplay it, and then uh, you know I don't. It, it's it's a weird balance where like some people have have been able to be successful at that, where they're seeing money and they're seeing that exposure, but they're still able to talk about real things. Yeah. And uh, going back to the music industry, I feel like that is something that uh, only a handful of people are able to get. It's a lottery ticket, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's Willy Wonka shit. And uh, so I feel like um, a lot of people um, are after that and they don't realize how scarce it is. So I don't aim for that. I don't aim for that because I I can acknowledge that people aren't really ready to see somebody like myself at this point in time in a position like that. Not yet. And because I'm not representing a certain stereotype, I'm not coming out as the lowrider guy. I'm not coming out as this guy or that guy and it's no disrespect to anybody because that's what they grew up with that's what they're into that's what they like cool but for me like i'm i'm into hip-hop i'm into like martial arts i'm into different shit and i rap about different shit so because i'm from los angeles and i'm you know i look a certain way uh i'm i'm expected to sound a certain way Mm -hmm. and prime example is like uh i've been asked like yo why don't you just rhyme in spanish Mm -hmm. like there's a there's an entire fucking world out there where you can get paid and you can you can live good you can eat good doing that and i'm like well fuck honestly my spanish ain't that fucking good <laughs> I, yo, I'm, a, I'm a california mexican yo, <laughs> i don't know and, much spanish either dude <laughs> yeah and and for people for people that kind of look down on you i say this like when i get pulled over 
I'm Mexican. Yeah, yeah. Spanish, no Spanish, nothing. I'm, 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 I'm what they, what they think I am. Yeah. So don't hit me with that shit. Um, so I, I don't do that because I probably wouldn't be able to, and I'm sure I could teach myself to get good at that enough to fake it to yeah. start seeing a little bit of profit. But that's not. I don't want to do that because there's there's dudes that that's their fucking first language and they're really dope. So why like let them have that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yo, yeah. That, like he. Yo, homie's a beast. He's from Colombia. Like, yo, dude is dope. And uh, I'm not gonna try. Like, oh, yo, let me make a little bit of money over there. Uh, it works out. Like, nah. I, I feel like I'm gonna carve my own space, no matter how small it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. So, Somebody that comes to mind when you're when you uh, when you make that example is like a like a King Little G. You know? Yeah. He's um. I, I really like his way of, of uh, telling stories, and it's not your typical sort of like Mexican style uh, rapping, you know. And, yeah. Uh, I think that that's one thing that really gravitated me towards him more than somebody else that that was kind of like, um, I forget the fucking guy's name. It's from Santa Barbara. Um, I, I I forget. He was on a song song with YG. What. Oh, uh, I don't know who that is, but but I get what you're saying. Where it's like, uh, yeah, there's 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 dudes that do that, and like it's real. Like that's that's them. You know, they put a little twist on it, and that's that's dope to see. You know, um, but the shitty part is it's kind of like a martial art where it's like, yo, that's jujitsu, that's taekwondo. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying like, yeah, but no, and yeah. it's not one's not better than the other, um, but you get what I'm saying. So it's like. I give props to those people, and I, you know, I, I think because hip hop is competitive, uh, and it's and and being in Southern California, it's very very territorial with yeah. the gang shit and everything else. Uh, I feel like people want they want that, like they they want you to say, yo, this is the this is it, like this is what I'm doing, and this, these are my people, and this and this, and like a lot of those people have never left. Like yeah. like I said, I've, I've been I've been to Belgium. You know, I've I've been to Brownsville, Brooklyn. I mean, uh, you know, I've I've been like all over, like uh, you know, so on and so forth. I can go down the list, and uh, you know, I'm thinking like, why would I just represent one tiny faction of people forever? Yeah. Because I've I've met people in all these different places and countries where you're like, yeah, this motherfucker's solid, or she's mad cool, or you know what I mean? Like it's just it goes back to the the human thing. Yeah. And I think because people are afraid to go out and and run into new people and have to like leave their comfort zone, they just they hold on to the fucking like I'm from here and that's it. I don't care about anything else. Fuck everything else. Yeah. I'm like, All right. That's cool, <laughs> but like it's a big fucking world. You know? Yeah. And uh, like you know the cool thing is like uh, I seen a commercial for Omaha Steaks, right? Uh, and I was like, oh shit, I've eaten Omaha steaks in Omaha yeah. when I was on tour. Uh, I've had Maine lobster in Maine. Uh, I'm a fat ass. So I'm <laughs> like, yo, I'm trying all these different like foods that are from these places, Philly cheesesteaks in Philly. Um, and uh, that's that's cool to say. And, uh, you know, you want your people to go out and experience that kind of shit. You, you want yeah. them to, to do things like that. And that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to represent that part of it where it's I like, yo, there's... 
there's more there's more than this like yo be proud of this i'm proud of this i mean fuck it's, it's tattooed on me like yo i've had to fight for it i've had to defend it but at the same time i i understand that there's more and um when i go and i represent it i i'm representing all of us i'm not yeah. representing this one spot on the map of these 26 people and so on like i i feel you and, yeah Definitely, man. So earlier you were talking about um, battle rapping. Now, uh, I've caught some recent battle raps, and I noticed that it's a a lot different than uh, like 8 Mile was back in the day. Um, Do you you think that battle rap is the the, the ultimate level of hip-hop right now? I think it's offshoot. I think it's its own little... uh... I think it's its own little sub genre okay. of, of hip hop. Like, um, I say that because uh, it's an art form, you know, obviously, but it's a, uh, there's no musicality. There's no, uh, mm. like, you know, you, you can think of lines. Like, if, you, if you're into that and, and that's your thing, uh, dope. Like, it, it's almost like um, you ever see those videos where the dudes slap each other? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoever gets knocked out first or whatever if you're into just slapping open hand slapping somebody and waiting to see who wins awesome those videos are great yeah but if you want to see like some mma shit and you're like i want to see different you know the the ground and pound i want to see different shit happen um you know it's it's one or the other and i think with battle rap it's the slap shit Mm. where it's it's not really uh it's not so much of a flow where like there's some guys that could just you know uh just weave in and out of a beat where like not to say that it doesn't matter what they're saying because they're probably saying some crazy shit but you're just like it's just a, it's a groove that they hit and you're like yo this is fucking dope uh the voice you know the the accent the, the style the way they extend certain words and um i think from the battle a lot of the battles that i saw it's missing a lot of that because there's no beats and there's yeah. no but but it's not to downplay it. I, I respect all those dudes being able to. It's like it's like fighting. So you know, going going head to head against somebody in front of people and taking that risk of getting your ass handed to you. I gotta give you props for that. Most cats they rap about it, but they've never done it. And um, you know, it, it, I I think that that's one of the funny things is like a lot of the rap shit that I've heard from quote unquote underground or whatever rappers is like, yo, they're the best rapper. But they've never been in an actual battle with anybody. Gotcha. And it's like saying, yo, I'm 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 a heavyweight champ. And it's like, yo, you've never thrown on gloves. Like, so you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, braggadocious definitely. without any you got no scars, bro. I don't believe you. So yeah. but yeah, with the battle rap shit, I, I give a lot of those dudes props. It, it, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. Yeah, there's um one guy that I follow, uh, Daylight. Definitely yeah. a beast. But it's always yeah. it, ever since I've been following him, uh, his skills pretty ma- pretty much outmatch uh, most of the people that I listen yeah. to. Yet it doesn't seem like he's able to transition out of that into uh, I, don't, I don't even want to say mainstream, but you know where people will know about him that aren't battle rap fans or aren't you know true hip hop fans. Maybe somebody that that's just into music. Um, if he was able to transition over, but now that you put it like that, maybe uh, some of those people they're just 
great for that space that they're in and kind of brings me to the to the you know you said boxing uh mayweather versus mcgregor like mayweather yeah. obviously won that because that was his battle rap but if we were talking yeah everything coming to my ring yeah everything is no holds Second. barred it's not gonna happen seconds yeah so and and with, with the battle rap thing uh the I, I think uh a lot of a lot of guys don't know what they're in it for now i'm not saying battle rap i'm saying rap period like uh, when, when you get into rap it's like dribbling a fucking basketball it's like you you know learning how to use measuring cups and turning on the oven like mm -hmm. what you bake what you cook what you make how you fight how you do this like some people don't know they don't they just they just they learn how to do it and they keep doing it and somebody says hey you're good at that go work the grill now you're just flipping burgers at wendy's yeah um but there's some people that are like yo fuck that this is what i want yeah i know how to fucking i know how to work this so i know how to use the a sledgehammer but i also know how to draw fucking blueprints yeah, at the same yeah, time yeah. So i don't, I don't want to get sucked into just that no one's going to put me in that little cube in that little space and i'm only going to do that but again most guys don't know what they want and they're gassed up and they're told like yo you're the shit yo you're killing it you're this you're that and they they want to keep that high going so they stay in that sport or they stay <laughs> in that yeah and I'm not saying that that's him, yeah. but I'm saying, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, fucking uh, <laughs> uh, battled Eminem. I mean, that's my point, though. I don't really remember yeah. his name. No respect, but uh, he's from LA. Uh, beast, uh -huh. just insane, like crazy, crazy dope. Uh, otherwise, uh -huh. uh, one of Eminem's like legendary battles was here in LA. And otherwise served them, and um, otherwise was killing it. And there's a, there's a battle rap DVD where otherwise basically says like, yo, all that making it shit and this and that. Like, yo, I'm I'm over that. He's like, I I I solely exist now to just eliminate whack motherfuckers. Mm. It's like a pesticide, pretty much. And you're like, okay, dope. You embrace that. He pretty much said like, yo, I'm never gonna have a hit record. I'm never gonna have that house and this and that. Like. I'm 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 only gonna do this to just whack fools. Yeah, and that that's pretty dope. You know, he he embraced it, but he's an example of somebody that understood, like, okay, well, it's not gonna be all these things, so I'm just gonna do this and yeah. only this. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but it does take it does take talent. The cream rises to the top, and so on and so forth. But with the battle rap shit, like I haven't kept up, you know, too much, because uh, I feel like a lot of stuff. Will, will influence you as a writer mm. um so if you're sitting there and not saying that not to listen to anybody but stuff will seep into your into your music if, if you're not uh paying attention so if you're let, let's say you know you're going to do a battle rap song it's so easy to just go and watch 14 battles uh pick certain lines and then kind of flip them on their head yeah rearrange the words or whatever and then boom now you're the guy uh but that shit's whack. So um, I feel like, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It, it, yeah. For me, I'll I'll tune in. I'll tune in. Like, oh, that's dope. Who's that? You know. Uh, but I, I don't keep up like that. You know. Got you. So uh, speaking of uh, like things that will influence you, what who are some of the uh, artists that influence you coming up, and who are ones that influence you to this day? Um, like Ice Cube's a big one. Um, 
uh, I mean, there's there's a lot like KRS, uh, Guru, you know, Big Al Pun, uh, you know, Two Max, uh, you know, Sick Jack and Razkaz, uh, Jo Felony. Like I could, there's a Too Short, uh, Scarface. Like I, I could run down the list. Mm-hmm. Tech Nine. Um, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Um, and uh, as far as you know, that's that people that still inspire me like Jay Cole's another one I'm like yo that motherfucker's dope um certain there's certain people but as far as people that still inspire me it's the ones that are consistent the ones that are still doing it the might like the like a Mike Tyson yeah where it's like yeah I'm 52 54 whatever I'm like yo I'm I'm still in shape like yeah, I'm you know I, 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 he knows that he can't work his way up from scratch to be back where he was He's realistic, but he's like, yo, I could, you know, I still got juice in my legs. I could, I could, I could land a punch. So it's, it's guys like that, that are consistent though. As far as the OGs, the newer guys, like I watch them and, um, it's a different, the sport has changed a bit as far as keeping track of what's, uh, what's dope. Cause there's, there's different ways. Freshman double XL, like that might be a gauge, uh, a Spotify playlist. If you're not on it, you're not hot, you're not dope. Yeah. So there's different ways. But like for me, it could be it could be anybody. It could be some unknown dude in a cipher at a show where it's like, yo, this motherfucker's dope. And it, it try it makes me want to keep that edge so I stay hungry and I keep working and I keep evolving and trying to get better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but the one major thing, uh and I and I I kinda uh this is the chip on my shoulder where it's like uh there's no there's no definitive style to what I do. As far as like, you can't say I'm doing things exactly like uh, Snoop mm-hmm. or I'm doing things exactly like whoever. As far as the words that I use, the way I pronounce them, the flow, the delivery, the cadence, like, you can't pinpoint exactly who it is. Yeah. There's influences in there. You could, it reminds you of things, but it can never be said like, yo, he sounds like this. Yeah. His, his voice sounds like that guy. Yeah. It's, it's not like I don't try to sound like Ghostface. I don't try to sound like certain people. So I don't want to emulate that. And if that's one thing at the end when it's all said and done where people are like, yo, you kind of like didn't really sound like nobody and, you know, you did your fucking thing. Props. That would be a major accomplishment for me. Yeah. Is is not letting all these other artists influence me in a way where I'm just kind of just, you know, throwing it back out just you know, a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of. You know, I don't. I don't want to do that. It's undeniable that I'm influenced by Rockham and Nas and these ones and those ones and Biggie and so on. But definitely don't want to rap like anybody. You know. Yeah, definitely, bro. You're good at talking, man. You should have your own podcast. I did for a minute. <laughs> I did, and uh, it was cool because I was trying to do what you were doing, where I was basically pulling in people that didn't do anything with music. Yeah. Uh, like I had. Well, I, I did have a band. That came on my first guest, and um, they were able to play live in the studio. But um, I had this guy who was a he was a bouncer at a strip club, uh, telling strip club stories. I had uh, you know different people like from different walks of life because there are people you walk past and you don't think like to really you know like let me talk to this fucking dude. Um, and uh, actors like you know an actor that uh, has been in Iron Man and all these movies, but you, you if you've seen him you wouldn't recognize him. You don't know his name, but he can tell you about who's a prick, you know what it's like. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Things like that, and, and that's interesting to me, is uh, is giving people like that a shot because I can identify with that. Where it's like in my industry I'm this, in your industry you're, you're this. 
let's I want to mix it up. So like barbecue, a barbecue chef, my homie's a, a, a chef and um, things like that. I was doing that for a minute, but um, I had to take a break from it. And then all this shit happened. So I wasn't able to get back over there like I wanted to. But I, I, I want to do that soon. Get back on it. I love it, man. Um, seems like you're back on your grind, though, dude. You just uh, you just dropped a, a video, what, five hours ago? Yeah. yeah, you and DJ Disaster out of bounds a video on YouTube. Yeah, so the funny thing about that video is, uh, I can I can break down that entire process with that album and what a fucking nightmare that was. But <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Um, but the funny thing was was like the producers from Germany, and um, he moved out here, and he wanted you know we had been working we had the same manager a few years back. <clears throat> and um, start working on shit or whatever. And we, we had a few songs and he's like, yo, we have to have a West Coast song. For me, I was like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah. you know, palm trees, you know, whatever. Like, And uh, so I was like, all right. So he sent me a couple beats. <clears throat> and uh, at this, you know, where we were at the time, we were almost done. And I was like, he was already getting on my fucking nerves. So I kind of, I kind of took the song and flipped it on its head and pretty much said like, yo, uh, it's about you, cats like you. <laughs> and uh, some some people like in my immediate circle, they saw that. Yeah. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of people don't know that, but now you know. <laughs> um, good example is like, dude came out here and uh, he's got an easy e tattoo on his arm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's dope. You know, when I first met him or whatever, he told me like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm you know, big fan, whatever. <clears throat> and then, um, he moves out here and he's looking for a place to live. And I was like, uh, yeah, bro, you know, I could probably get you a spot over here where I'm at. And, uh, oh no, man, I, I gotta be where the white people are. Oh, and I was like, I was like, wait a minute, bro. Like you got a fucking black dude tattooed on your arm. Like that's kind of fucking weird that you would say that anyway. Then you want to do a West coast song. Mm. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to talk about people like you that move here go directly to Hollywood yeah. in a little fucking safe zone, right? And you come out here to, to blow up, blow up or yeah. whatever the fuck. And uh, you're basically just trying to like grab parts and pieces of what we've done, slap them together, and create a makeshift West Coast song. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you can't fuck with somebody that was born in Compton, lived in Long Beach, like all, all these places in these different hoods you know, gone to prison in California. You can't make a West Coast song with somebody like me and I'm going to give you the same garbage that you've heard a million mm. times. I'm going to give you fucking reality. So there's a line in there where I said, um, uh, look around. The shit must be new to you. We kill our own heroes. Imagine what we do to you. Mm. And like, it was, the, the idea came from when Nipsey passed. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people, um, uh, like I said, you know, uh, you came to chase your dream, you're just fucking up the traffic. You thought it was all in polish? There's killers on a Huffy that'll spray. My coats don't play, just ass puffy. You know? And look around, this shit must be new to you. We kill our own heroes, imagine what we do to you. Because out here, bro, it's people. There's it's still the Wild West, even though it don't appear that way on the surface. Like, there's there's still those, those dark corners you don't want to go in. And um, I'm not going to give you a West Coast song, bro, that's generic. So and I'm definitely yeah not gonna I'm not gonna do that and then being my ethnicity I'm not I'm not gonna do that either where it's like I'm not, I'm not gonna give I'm gonna give you me and I'm gonna give you reality you don't have to like it 
and it doesn't have to sound like this or that, but it was, it was, a uh, was one of those things that I was like, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta say this, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I expressed it. And then there's a lot of people that, uh, that are showing love to it because they know it's real. Shout out to keys. He, uh, he's from Chicago. He came out and shot it and, um, and the fist coalition shout out to them. And, um, yeah, we just, you know, I, I was given a shot to do it and I fucking, that's what I, that's what I did, you know? So what does the what does the West Coast mean to you? If you're telling if I'm telling you I want a West Coast song, what is the theme about it f- for you? Um <laughs> well hold on. My bad. No worries. My son. Um the West Coast song to me is like, you know, uh I mean uh, that's another thing too, is like yo, E forty is West Coast. Yeah, Spice Spice One is West Coast. Uh, you know, Mitchie Slick is West Coast, uh, and that's you know the Bay, L.A., San Diego, uh, all over. Fucking Sir Mix a lot is is West Coast. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like pe- people, it's like yo, what, what do you fucking cut off? Where where is the cut off? It's not yeah. a fucking football. It's not a football team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like from from bottom to top, this is West Coast to me. So when you say a West Coast song, it's like, okay, yeah, the beach is right here. The weed is magnificent. The women are, are beautiful. The car culture is there. Yeah. The graffiti shit and into the hip hop shit. Like we got some ill DJs, some fucking legendary graph writers, so on and so forth. So why would I give you just the surface and give you a car with rims yeah. and smoking weed, bags of weed and, and chicks and this and that? Like, that's cool. That's cool. But this ain't no West Coast love song. It's time to put in work. Better get those gloves on. Because yeah. the lion's got to be drawn somewhere. It's like we're not saying that don't enjoy what we put out, not at all. But it's like yo, don't come to take from us. So I'm not even going to give you that to take from us in the first place. I'm not going to show you all these things that you've already taken. Snoop Snoop said it in an interview, or he said it in a song one time, where he said, "Uh, the sea walking and this and this at the time." And he was like, "Yo, you know the 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 Chuck Taylors this and that." He's like, "That's us. We want that back." And uh, it, it stood out to me. And I was like, okay, and it's true. Not to say that you can't be from, you know, fucking wherever and wear chucks. Like, yo, it's fucking shoes. Uh, there's there's cats in Japan that dress like hardcore, you know, cholos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and 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 yo, if that's your influence, cool. But um, what I'm saying is, is, is don't do it with the intent to sell it back to us. Mm. You know, don't don't if if real motherfuckers won't buy it. If if it's like um, yeah. That, that, that's basically where I was going with that. So as far as the West Coast song, like, you know, the ones that I grew up listening to, uh, you know, NWA, shit like Dre, you know, all, all the West Coast stuff, people I name, those are people I listen to. Planet Asia's West Coast. You know what I'm saying? So there's, that's West Coast. So it's not like, I, to me, there's no like box where it's, yeah. it has to fit. Sometimes it spills over the top, you know? Yeah. Sometimes the colors in the mix is blended a little bit. There's a little bit of East Coast or Midwest flavor in there. There's a little bit of Southern flavor. Perfect example. When people say like East Coast or they say New York, when they're like, yo, New York hip hop, that New York hip hop, you know, like Gangstar. Neither one of those dudes are from New York, right? When people say West Coast, people don't know that like Snoop and Nate Dogg, their families are from the South. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like they weren't born in that exact fucking house in Comp- in Compton and Long Beach and then fucking sprouted out and then it was just that. No, that's why we have Nate Dogg because of the Southern influence singing in the churches. So, but but he's known as Signature West Coast. 
Get what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. It's all these little spices that are accumulated along the way. So to me, a West Coast song is is whatever you whatever. If you're from here and it's genuine, it's whatever you give it. But you can McDonald's with it, you know. Yeah, definitely, bread, man. Bread, meat, bread, sure. And a mustard beat. <laughs> yeah, you know, mustard on a beat. So like, <laughs> I love it. It's man. that kind of shit. So, bro. What can people do to help you out to reach your goal? You know, because I know a, a lot of people um, that are trying to build something, you know, they, it gets very frustrating when, uh, you know, people, they'll say, oh, here, I like your music, but it kind of stops at that. So what are some actionable items that people can do to help you reach your goals, you know, to help you get more listens and to 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 help you get out there. What is like the most uh the biggest thing that people can do? I'm a big fan of the memes that are like it costs zero dollars to support an artist. Cause it's true. It's like um uh perfect example. Uh by wearing a, a Dodger hat or a, a fucking, you know, cowboys jersey or whatever your fucking team is that supreme thing in the back shit like that like by just by doing that you're you're basically advertising for that brand for that whatever it is so and it didn't cost you nothing like i mean you might have bought that because it had served a purpose but it's cool because of what it is yeah so for people to just grab a song share it and say yo i like this because of this like yo this reminds me of this or this makes me feel like this sometimes like that that takes seconds and if you do that and, and i've seen it work where like somebody will, will share it randomly and then somebody will DM me and they're like, yo, I run this radio station over here and whatever. Uh, are you down to do an interview? Uh, can you send me clean versions of these songs? I'm going to get you spins, things like that. And you're like, oh, shit. And, and it, it all stemmed from that person that grabbed it, shared it. Maybe it only got 26 likes. It don't fucking matter. One of those 26 was this guy who's going to take it and put it in front of 2,600 people. And so on and so forth. And, it, and it's kind of like that. So for people to support, follow, follow and share. That's the easiest, simplest way. Um, as far as copying things, buying things, you know, I put out shirts, uh, vinyl, cassettes. Uh, I put out a beer. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I got some edibles coming out. So like going to the website, pause1.bigcartel.com. Um, they can grab stuff off of there, off the band camp. Um and then just support because every time that comes in, you know, you pay the bills and then you put aside a little budget to get things done. Like, okay, mixing, mastering, artwork, you know, ordering vinyl, ordering tapes, printing, you know, printing t-shirts, making shirts, making hats, whatever. So it's that. I love it, man. Well, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on you, bro. I'm excited for this new uh, EP that you said that you're going to be coming out with in the near future. Dance on my grave. And now, uh, <laughs> now we have context to it, man. I'm excited, yeah. bro, and uh, it, hopefully I get to see you at another show once, if all this shit ever clears up. Yeah, fuck. I mean, I'm 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 itching, bro. I'm, I'm in here. I'm getting <laughs> captured. I'm like, fuck. I'm I'm probably gonna be one of those dudes that they're gonna have to like knock out the wall to get me out because I'm gonna keep eating because I can't fucking can't perform. I can't do shows. You know what get I'm saying? the crane. Yeah, dog. They're gonna crane me out of here. I love it, bro. Shit. So uh, before we get out of here, can you let everybody know where they can find you at and listen to your music? Uh, everything on uh, social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all that shit is at P-A-W-Z and the number one. And uh, 
everywhere else it's p-a-w-z-o-n-e spotify etc so all you gotta do is really just google them either or and then you'll find whatever it is youtube whatever it is you you know however you listen to music you'll find me on all of those hell yeah bro hey man well i want to thank you for spending this time with me awesome conversation man and definitely gave me a, a, a better idea of what what the grind is to be a, an up-and-coming artist man and uh i don't i don't say that disrespectfully because you got fucking 11 years into this game dude but but for me it's like i don't feel like to get as high as i want to go i'll always be up and coming yeah you know what i'm saying the yeah. sky's the limit sky's the limit brother all right guys make sure you check out pause one we'll have the info uh listed below um and thank you to our sponsor heel to automotive been around since 2002 supplying you guys with all the honda parts that you need make sure you guys hit them up marcus at heel toe awesome dude heel toe or on instagram at heel toe automotive please 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 go stream pause one guys um just just like he uh, I could use your feedback as well. You know, that's that's like the biggest thing that you can do. You know, liking is cool, sharing is cool, but saying, I like your song because of this. This message resonated because of this. That definitely goes a long way, man. So please, guys, give your feedback. And uh, thank you for listening. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell, Shout, oh, out yeah. Shout out to everybody that checked this out, made it all the way this far. Hell yeah, Thank man. You. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Once again, this is Downtime with Downstar, episode 187, and we out. Peace. 187. <laughs>